Hey everybody, welcome to Spiritual Side Notes. Uh, it has been far too long since we have recorded a podcast. Uh, in a minute. It's been like quite it's literally been two, minutes? three months, two months, probably two months since we've recorded a podcast. Yeah. We're going to share a little bit of why that is. Yeah. Um, that's what kind of the episode is tonight. Talk about transitions and really just sharing a little bit of what God's been doing um, in our lives the last few months. Um, but if you're new to Spiritual Side Note, uh, again, transitions, we moved. Um, so if you're new to listening to our podcast, essentially what we want to do is have really authentic conversations with each other that hopefully spurs you on to have your own conversation, um, whether that's internally or with somebody else, but just talking about life and really just how to live like Jesus and what we strive to do um, in different areas of our lives and how we want to submit ourselves to Jesus and live like him. Any other thoughts to that? No. I want to have something to say, but oh. I don't. <laughs> uh, thinking of things has been rather difficult for yes. us during the season. As yeah, um, I'm sure we'll talk about all of the things. But this is our first podcast from Orange County, California. Yeah, we lived in Lowell, Michigan, and we just moved three and a half weeks ago to Orange County. Crazy, bonkers, crazy times. Because. It was like number one on my list of places I will never move to. Yes. <clears throat> Funny how God works sometimes. <laughs> but before we jump into the nitty gritty, yeah. are there any Athalia quotes? There are so many. Said, she's done um, so many random, funny, goofy things. She does. But you were just saying that it's hard to think of things. So I should have been prepared knowing that we might do this. Athalia is our daughter. She just turned four. But she is going on like 24. Mm -hmm. She has an intense vocabulary. And one of her... Intense. That's a unique word to use to describe Yeah, it was kind of a unique one, wasn't it? Yeah. It felt normal for a second. And then you said it. I was like, yeah, I don't even know that I knew that I said that word. (laughs) Um, Shucks. What has she been saying lately? She just even said something in the car that made me laugh on the way home. And I already forgot what it was. Do you have any that pop to mind? Nope. She's just been using things like particularly um, a lot. Oh, yeah. On the way home, she said, in Hawaiian, this is this. I didn't understand either of what she said, and she was making it up. And then she said, how do you say this in French? A car crash in particular. <sighs> and I was like, what does that? I have no idea. But also, like, where did that sentence even come from? But she just loves to talk. So she will actually make nonsense sentences on purpose mm. just so she can be saying words. Yeah. So buzz, 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 buzz. Like that's one of her noises right now. Like just to be talking. Mm. Um, but she, she doesn't loves really to, stop talking. No. No. Which might not surprise any of you once you listen to this podcast because we both talk. Well, I talk a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Haley's an external processor. To the max. To the max. I wasn't going to say it, but you had it. <laughs> uh, anyways, so our daughter's crazy. Our son is just turned two, mm-hmm. um, and he's super sweet most of the time, although he's learning his voice as well. He's using very a passionate lot of, and intense. Yeah, learning mm-hmm. a lot of new words that we can't quite understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but but he knows what he's saying. He knows exactly what he's saying. Um, and they're both just a blast. We love being parents. Mm-hmm. So. Um, tonight talking about last few months, um, babe, I know there's some stuff on your mind that you wanted to share. Do you want to jump in? Sure. Um, so the majority of what I wanted to share tonight specifically was a portion of the story of how we got to where we are because God did some crazy things. Mm. Like, not just, wow, God, you're nuts. Like, I can't believe you're doing this. But, like, miraculous things. Mm. And while we are in this season of so much, I told God that if he did these things, he would get all the glory. Mm. So I love to take the opportunity to, like, tell the story when I can or when I feel prompted to, I should say, um, to, like, give him the glory 
And that was from Umfundisi Jim Lowe. I was at a conference in February. Nope, it was rescheduled to April. And he was talking about God's miraculousness and his power and how he would pray these prayers for miracles and that, God, if you did it, or if you do this, you will get all the glory. And even if you don't, you will still get all the glory. Like, you're still good. Um, so shout out to Oomph. Um, back in... Umfundisi was a former professor at yes. our college, as mm-hmm. well as you heard the speak. Yeah. Yeah. And Umfundisi means what in pastor. African? Okay. And Swahili, Swahili, I think. Yeah, he was a pastor over there, a missionary over there for years. In Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or no, maybe it's in Zulu. Anyway. Okay. Um, Back in October, Shay was out in this area for his best friend's wedding, one of his best friends um, from college. And while he was here, he was sitting at a table of people who worked at a church, and they kind of offered you a job, kind of. They More were like, hey, let's... For, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Let's oh. present this to you. Would you like to interview for it, kind of thing. Um, and Shay came home and told me that he had been offered an interview. And I remember like laughing, but more like scoffing. And I was like, absolutely not. Am I ever doing that? Um, in that moment, I felt God challenge the posture of my heart because if I say I love him and I'm going to do anything he asks, except that thing, Am I really going to do anything he asks? So starting in October, I would pray on a regular basis, which I think was probably like every week to week and a half. God, if this is ever what you would have for us, you would have to make it so clear. But I would put like a tagline on it, kind of like have them call by Friday. And that wouldn't happen. Whatever you'd have for us, like if they call by Friday, (laughs) then that's clear and we know. Yeah, Yeah, in my own limited understanding of what clear was, I was wanting a very clear sign, if you will, for like what God would have. And months and months passed. But then at the beginning of January... Sorry, real quick. I was just going to say all of that was happening unbeknownst to me. Yes. I did not know that Haley was praying Mm -hmm. that prayer. Right. Um, And then I don't even think we've ever talked about this, that in those months, if you brought up something that alluded to like being here or whatever, I would like press in with questions wondering if you're going to bring up this place. Hmm. Um, Just kind of like, is God saying something? And it never would. So I would like... (laughs) <laughs> kind of be like sleuthing around. Like, wait, is this God's way of bringing it up? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> um, and then beginning of January, I can't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast or not, but if you are um, have been a part of our lives in Michigan, you may have heard me talk about this um, in smaller group settings, that at the beginning of January, I was reading a Bible story to the kids And it was about Jairus and Jesus raising his daughter from the dead. And at the end of the story, um, I like to kind of conclude Bible stories for the kids in like a a short snippet of like what this was really about. Mm. And I was like, so basically Jesus always has a way, even when it seems like there's no way. And in a way I cannot describe, I had this deep knowing that something really hard was coming. Hmm. And God said, it's okay, I will be with you. It's okay, I will be with you. And I had no idea what that meant, but I sensed a new surrender having to happen because I felt like I was either going to lose you or one of the kids. Hmm. And I just had this like wave of fear. And yet then God washed that over with his peace into a surrender I've never experienced up until that point where I had peace unlike any peace I'd ever experienced and a deep-seated joy with it Hmm. for hours where I almost felt like I wasn't living inside my own body because I just knew that it was going to be okay. Hmm. And that was probably like around the same time, maybe a few days after God gave me the word tears, you the word tears for the year and me the word peace. Yeah. Um, So keeping in mind, like this um, last few months has happened what seems rather quickly and yet felt really heavy and deep at the same time. So it felt like it lasted a long time. Mm. 
So people who don't know that we moved might be like shocked. Like what happened? Um, And when we let like our staff in Michigan into the fact we felt released from impact in Lowell, it felt side blinding. And it almost felt that way to us as well, or at least to me, um, because at the end of January, Shay and I started feeling this like, um, I don't know what, what word to use. Almost like tectonic shifts. Yeah. It felt like something was happening underneath the surface and we weren't sure um, if that was true, if mm-hmm. like there was something actually happening um, and if it was going to come to fruition on the surface or if it was just something going on deep um, deep within us that we were wrestling through. Yeah. So we were just praying a lot. So there, were, there was some like upheaval happening yeah. in life yeah. and almost trying to surrender that to Jesus with a, what are you wanting to say to us through everything that's happening? Mm-hmm. So we were in lots of prayer about humility and surrender and contentment and being present. Um, and I feel like God taught us a lot during that time. And it was for two months that we kind of sat in this really deep, hard, restless kind of place. And yet I sensed a lot of growth happen in choosing mm-hmm. contentment and peace and joy yeah. and and then at the end of March, well, we, real quick, sorry, yeah. I just want to share because I don't know that I've actually shared this, but like um, at the second half of February, we did two of our winter retreats with mm-hmm. our students. We had a junior high and a high school or middle school and high school um, winter retreat called Big Chill. Um, and those were like really hard for me because it was in the season of just undulation and uncertainty and we weren't sure because it was uncertain, we didn't know if God was preparing us to move us on mm. somewhere. Um, and so like attending those winter camps um, was really weird because I wasn't sure if it would be mm. my last time. Yeah. And those those are just really special. We didn't do summer camps. Um, a lot of our students did other summer camps like on their own fam- old family camps or whatever around Michigan. Um, so like our winter retreat was like our big thing for the year where students really grew um in a lot of cool ways um and that was like really really hard for me i remember one of them i think it was the second one um after saturday night worship service everyone went to their life group and i just was like in the chapel by myself just praying Mm -hmm. um just like kneeling at the altar just wondering like god is am i is this my last one? Am I done here? Like, what is happening? Um, So those are the types of things that I feel like we were really wrestling through, Mm -hmm. but still, like, trying to remain so present Mm -hmm. with people. Because, like, if we weren't being moved on, then, like, it's not that we wanted to stop and just assume we're leaving and check out and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. Like, we wanted to really press in and and be present. Mm -hmm. But, sorry. No, that's okay. And that comes from places um, in our backstory where we weren't present because we Mm, thought we weren't going to be somewhere. Yeah. Um, so I, I sense that God has us often on what my friend Shelly Swart calls a train track where we can experience two things at one time. And our human flesh doesn't really like that. Like if I'm mad, I want to be like all mad. Or Mm. if I, I want to feel happy, then I need to feel all happy. If Mm. I have this little piece of yuck, then I'm going to focus on that because it's disrupting the other stuff. But these tandem things can exist at the same time. So this weird, like what we now know was God uprooting us in grace and in gentility, yet being content and present, um, experiencing questioning while resting in the sureness of who God is like tears and peace. You know, there are just like lots of these Things that exist in tandem. Um, so at the end of March, we were like, hey, we need to fast and pray about what God has and specifically ask if we're still called to be at impact and in Lowell. Um, Cause we hadn't really asked that question. Like mm. we, I think we yeah. just kind of visionarily, that's not even a word, but <laughs> ask it like, God, do whatever you want. We'll say yes yeah. to whatever what you want. What are you doing? What are you or doing? What's hap- yeah, yeah. But we really sensed we needed to like intentionally bring to the altar, is this what you have for us? And that actually came through a conversation with somebody um, that I had had that they're mm-hmm. like, are you still called to be the yeah. youth pastor at Impact? Oh gosh, I actually forgot that. Yeah. 
like I'm so grateful God uses other people in our lives oh and my goodness. so many things. Yeah. Um, It'd be so lonely. <laughs> yeah. So we, we're going to do at least a three day fast, maybe a four day fast, but after two and a half days, we, I saw Shay eating breakfast and I was like, what are you doing? It was lunch. I didn't have breakfast. Oh, I thought it was breakfast. No, it was Cause I remember, I remember thinking being halfway through the day. Anyways, um, it doesn't matter what meal it was. It felt early. And I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, I feel like I have clarity. And our kids were at the table. And if you have little kids or little nieces or nephews or work with littles in general, you know that there's just certain things you don't share at certain times. Um, And telling your kids you feel released from a place and that you're moving, but you don't know to where is (laughs) not ideal, right? away it's not wise for their little hearts and minds at least not for ours I mean, yeah she's and they three were, and a half she couldn't comprehend but she could comprehend enough that it would have thrown her for a loop yeah and she would have told everybody yes um and so far it was just god and shay and i who knew that we felt released um so when you said i have clarity i was like about the same thing i do and we just knew like in that moment that we were both saying that we felt released was the word that we sensed like mm-hmm. I'm releasing you from this place. Well, it's slightly different, but I, I actually like the way I remember it was I had said that um, I feel that I have received the clarity that I was seeking, but I don't want to accept it. Oh, and then you yes. responded with that sounds too real. Like it like <sighs> hit, I, at least the way I took it was it hit you really close to home as well. Yeah. Yeah. That we we didn't want that to be yes. what we felt God was prompting us to do. Um, yeah. So hear that part of our hearts too, because I think it's just so important to the story and, and to resonate with other people that um, saying yes to God is not always easy, but yeah. it's always best. Um, because I wanted to be in Lowell forever. I really thought we were going to be there. I don't know if I thought we'd be there a long time. I never... Now that I look back, I didn't want to say this because I wanted to be content and present, but I never thought we would actually be there forever. But I thought that's because it's hard to envision yourself getting older, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine myself at 60, 70, 80. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it was that I hadn't been given the next thing from God of what would be next. Like, I, I again, I, I didn't think I'd be the youth pastor at Impact Church forever, um, but I didn't know what was next. So that was all I knew for the future. Like I actually pictured our daughter as uh, the mascot for Lowell is the red arrows. I pictured her as a red arrow. Like mm-hmm. I, when I would envision her graduation, it was red arrow stadium and things like that. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways. So we wondered like, I think initially that if we, well, specifically, if you felt like you weren't necessarily called to be the youth pastor there forever, would God have a different role at this church yeah, for us? Exactly. And yeah. anyway, we really thought we would be there a very, very, very long time. So to feel, quote, suddenly released was almost earth shattering and yet waves of peace mm-hmm. where I sense the word stagnant, like God was like, you can choose but if you stay here, it will be stagnant Hmm. for us, like for our relationship with him, because he was asking this of us. Um, And I don't know if I told you this the day it happened, but the day we felt released or the next day, I feel like it was the same day. Um, Mind you, remember Orange County was number one place. I will never move. And the year before this, probably last year, three or four times, I remember telling someone in various conversations when California got brought up, I am never moving back to California. <laughs> and like the third or fourth time I said it, I remember thinking, I wonder oh if God would ever ask me to do that. Surely not. Oh, man. Um, and I, so this was absolutely outside of my flesh. Like even in praying for like clarity like got it you would have to make this so, so clear for those like six months you didn't feel like something shifted in you that no you, like, i didn't necessarily right it was, it was like a, yeah. everything in me fleshly mm. Haley, was like no yeah for so many reasons and honestly reasons it's still not still it's currently hard for me to remember because i love being here so much mm. um so the same day we felt released or shortly thereafter i the best way i can describe this is I felt something flip in me 
and the deepest knowing I've ever experienced, kind of like at the beginning of January, where God was like prophetically telling me, um, almost like he narrowed my vision to one place and I couldn't see anything else. Mm. I am taking you to Orange County to Saddleback. Watch me do it. And it felt like I couldn't have come up with that because I didn't want it. But the flipping that happened inside was still like diabolically upheavaling for my flesh. But my spirit was like, I have to go. So I, I have to be there. That is where I'm supposed to be. If I don't go, it would be disobedient. I will. The thought that ran through my head is for a job, I will change trash cans to be there. I will live on pennies. I will sell everything. Like those thoughts were not from me at all but god was like morphing my desires and my spirit to be and surrender to his when like everything in me did not want to come like i wanted to obey like i wanted to want to obey mm. but i didn't want to do it like i didn't yeah. want to leave our home our friends our church family like we had built a life there and we I were really like i feel like coming into a place of really setting down roots yeah I mean, our daughter was three and a half like we we're looking at she would be going to kindergarten next year. I had just started coaching. We yeah. loved our jobs. Like things are going really well in the ministries we were serving in. Like, yeah. Yeah. I just, it felt so side blinding and yet not because when we felt released, the best way I can describe this is like one of those flip books where you like draw one picture and you turn the page and you draw another picture that's slightly mm. different and you yeah, do yeah. that until it creates a movie where God almost like laid that in front of my heart's eye and was like, look how I've been preparing you to experience this. Where a year ago, March, Shay and I felt like change was coming, but we didn't know what. And then yeah. that feeling went away. Um, in the middle of the summer, we were changing our landscaping from like rock to this beautiful dark mulch. And I told Shay, I feel like we're getting our house ready for someone else. And then I'm like, okay, whatever. And then in October, when we redid our downstairs, I randomly felt this thought run through my head that was like, I really wanted to live here more than a year. I was like, that was weird. Like, we're going to be here for a long time. And then in February, I was driving home. I was almost home. And I can like picture where I was on the road. I was driving past the Brummel's house, but where I usually don't wave because I'm praying, Rebecca. <laughs> Rebecca's like, Haley, you never wave. Yeah, I was usually definitely in my own world. But I remember <laughs> at that spot that I was like praying for the people who would live in our house next. I was like, that's weird. We live in our house. It's a strange thing to pray right Yeah. <laughs> um, so little things that were actually yeah. bigger things, ways that God was actually uprooting relationships in my life. In gentle ways. So it's almost like my relational bottom didn't feel like it fell mm, out, yeah, yeah. but that he was slowly almost removing pieces and people um, that like made it easier. It's like he was closing doors to make it clear. So the clarity I was praying for with like a phone call became a God prophetically put in my heart, I'm going to do this because. At this point, y'all, when we felt released, we didn't have a job offer anywhere. We just nope. knew. It was almost like if you know anything about the Old Testament and God leading the Israelites through the desert, he would lead them with a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire. And that would raise up above the Israelites when they were to get ready to leave. And God, I don't know if he ever told them where they were going. Most of the time, I don't think he did. He would just be like, yeah. walk on. And then they would stop when he stopped. In that moment, we felt released. It felt like God's cloud, in a sense, had raised yep. up. And we had no idea where we were going, but we needed to start packing. So I started purging to live in a small place in California. And I'm pretty sure you weren't convinced, like, the same way I was, right? That you were like... No, not even close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where I literally was purging. Oh, that was another one of the flipbook things. When I... Last year, I was, oh, like, yeah, you started fascinated purging. Yeah, by... Yeah. Well, I was purging, but I was fascinated by like mini houses, like small houses. And I was like, kind of be nice to live in a smaller place with less yard work. I'd love more neighbors because we had. Well, a and that few. was something I specifically wanted. Yes, I miss being in a community with neighbors right next to us because we had like one couple who lived up the hill behind us mm -hmm. um, in their 60s. And then one single guy who lived to the south of us but he like wasn't home a lot he had to be gone like taking care of his parents or he'd like he had an rv so he'd 
um, be gone a lot of weekends or whatever than nobody to the other two sides of us. Um, so it's really hard to have like that neighborhood community. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, a lot of it is on us. We could have done more. I could have done more. Haley did a good job the last couple of years of trying to reach out, but I we were missing close mm-hmm. proximity to, to people. Well, and there's something about having kids too where um, being able to like let them run around the yard was great while I was doing yard work, like just extra things that I would have rather been with people. I thought, but I also, if you know anything about my story and have listened to any part of this podcast, like super struggle with low levels of depression, almost, almost continuously. It's better than what it used to be, but I really have to fight to not isolate myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of the first things you want to do is to pull back. Yeah. And so that, that's easy when you don't have neighbors, like to pull back. Um, and to pretend like it won't really affect anybody. So anyway, all that to say, God was just like planting these beautiful little seeds in our hearts and like watering them. And I was purging like two days after we felt released to move to California. And we hadn't even told our boss that we felt released. But it's just like I knew that I knew. And I remember calling um, one of my friends because I, I had let my best friend from college into this. And she was like, Haley, just, just be cautious because God might be saying that, but he might change his mind too. And it was a good word because I needed to be surrendered, but it's unlike anything I'd ever experienced where I was like, I hear you, but I know that I know that I know that God is doing this. Like I have to be there. And that was him making it so clear, so clear. So then he started putting things on my heart to pray for, like selling our house for way above and beyond what it should have been sold for. Because shortly after this, Oh my word. By the way, we had to let our staff into this at like slow increments. Um, so it felt really weird to feel so sorrowful and not be able to let the people in your life into it. And yet God's grace and just like sitting with us in that. Um, so at some points, I think it felt probably weird to people where we had emotionally processed quite a bit yeah. and then people were hearing it for the first time. Um, it's kind of weird to sit through. Um But we, yeah, I felt laid on my heart that I was supposed to stay home with the kids at least for the next year during this transition um, and pursue writing and doing my own podcast on top of like this one and preaching and teaching the gospel. So that being said, um, Orange County is not cheap (laughs) to live in. Um, And we could not survive on just what Shay would was going to be offered for the job that he did end up getting. So I felt like it was impressed upon my heart to pray for a certain number so we could use a part of the sale of our house for like a salary for me while I was home with the kids. And God like did that. Like he put a number on my heart. We went to sell our house. Our first offer fell through, which felt like. Sorry, you were in the middle of thought. Which felt perfect. I don't, I think you're wanting me to wait to tell stories, but is that true? Do you want me to stop? Yeah, I was just, it was just more of, um, I wanted to share something else before we got to that. Um, oh, sorry. I was just no, doing these okay. little snippets about, oh, so it was gotcha. one fluid thought. So go ahead. Um, no, I was just going to say one of the things about Orange County and specifically about Haley um, in regards to Orange County is as long as we've been dating, which is, was who we've been together for 16 years. Um, Haley has always had this desire to live in Africa. There's been mm, something, yeah. um, just something in her that she loves Africa. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's gotten to go a handful of times on multiple different mission trips and things like that. Um, and everywhere we go, like she's really good about being like, I love being here. Like I'm, I'm thankful we're here. Um, but it'd be cool to move to Africa. Like, there's just always a small part. And she told me, I think sometime in April, that you said um, Orange County has now satiated um, my desire to live in Africa. Mm -hmm. That in a way it feels like our, quote unquote, going back to the Israelite, our version of the promised land. Like, Mm -hmm. that's where we are supposed to be. That you wanted to be here so badly and felt like this was so right for us that you didn't want to to move to Africa anymore. Yeah. 
which I think like, is knowing Haley as deeply as I do still doesn't comprehend. I'm like, you're saying that, but I don't know. <laughs> like, um, it's just, it's crazy that she would ever even say that. Yeah. Like it felt like this was our inheritance in a way. And when I was talking to my accountability partner about this, um, when we felt released and I was like, it feels like God is saying you've been faithful with little now be faithful with much. She was like, that's exactly what I was thinking, hmm. which feels backwards yeah. because it felt like giving up so much mm-hmm. for so much less like worldly things, yeah, like stuff, less space. Yeah. yeah. Financial stability yeah. Um, in the way that we think of it. But God is blowing my mind and deepening my faith where when you say yes to him, like that, and I don't mean that as in like, wow, he provides like so much money and all the things I could want in my flesh, but to, he provides all I could possibly need in who he is and above and beyond what I could even ask for. Like the amount of peace we've had since we've moved here, mm-hmm. um, circling back around, we'll tell more details of this, I think just as we keep talking, but just a little snippet I wanted to share like about the house was like our first offer fell through while we were actually in Orange County in June for Shay's like final piece of his interview. Um, and then God gave us another offer that actually gave us even more money, like than what the first offer would have been. Like God was just doing crazy things. And the second offer had more contingencies. So like there was this flesh part of me that was kind of fearful, like, what if the appraisal doesn't come back right? There's nowhere. How should I appraise for that much? Like God just blew us out of the water yeah. um, to prove himself. Yes. Like in the sense, like I can do anything. Like my word says I can do anything, but also trust me. And I love you. Like, trust me. And those were just his words to me over and over and over again. These few months is he just would keep saying, trust me, just trust me. And my faith just felt like it kept going deeper and deeper and in into this space that I was like, I cannot see a way, but you will make a way. And like in June, when we came out for Shay's interview, we took a couple days in the desert together in this little Airbnb before we came into Orange County. And I remember looking out over the desert and reading in God's word that he creates rivers and desert places. Hmm. And he, he will provide provision in places where we feel like there's no way something could be provided for. Oh, you might hear Hakey. He just woke up. Um, and I just remembered like journaling, like, God, you can do anything. You can make a way where there's no way. You can make provision happen when there's seemingly none. And he has every penny is his. Every piece of everything this side of heaven belongs to God and he can do whatever he wants. Um, (laughs) poor bunny. So then we came back from Orange County to Lowell, still without a job offer because the way Shay's interview worked was like he had to get through a certain, um, interview day with like elders and that had been canceled right before we came and you don't get your offer letter until like right after that happens. So we were still packing like we were moving to California. We had sold, we were in the middle of trying to sell our house and we're still like trying to sell our house. Didn't have a job offer and didn't have anywhere to live. Like we came out here, walked through several apartments, um, but because we didn't have a job offer and I didn't have a job and I wasn't going to have a job and we hadn't sold our house, we couldn't prove to anyone that we make three times the amount of rent and crazy Orange County prices. Um, And so there was just several places we were getting shot down, shot down, shot down. And the first apartment we came to look at in Orange County, we couldn't walk through because something was broken. And we kind of drove by it on our way out of the complex. And I remember thinking, I think this is where we're supposed to be. But then something else happened where I then began to wonder, like, maybe we're not supposed to be there. We applied to all these other places. Um... This is just, there's so many details to all of these things. But by the time we got back to Lowell and did officially sell our house, we had no idea when we were moving because we didn't have a place to move (laughs) into. And then it was literally within like 48 hours as of like a month ago that we got a call from a moving company that was like, we can be there in two days. So we like finished packing up the house, 
still without a place to live. Like we just believing God would provide a place for us in some way, shape or form, even if that was like a hotel. And we didn't get a call back from the apartment, by the way, which was the first one we came to look (laughs) at that was still available, which is nuts. Yeah, the um, same exact apartment, not, not a yeah. complex, the same exact apartment. The same apartment. apartment. Um, where Shay told me the number, he was like, it's 2666. And I was like, I remember that number because that weirded me out that like it, there was a 666 in it or whatever. Um, and not in like a creepy way, but in a like, it just like registered in my head, like interesting. And then that was the same one that was available where I was like, we are supposed to be there. And we didn't apply for this place the first time around and how God just like saved it for us. Cause yeah. he knew that he knew yeah. that he's God and this is where he wanted us. And there's a pool right behind, literally right behind our gate. And that's Athelia's like happy place. We go yeah. every day. Um, we, we had a pool in Michigan, our own pool and the amount that this girl loves the water. Like this move mm. was not just about us. It was about our kids. Like God yeah. has a purpose in this for our children too, but ultimately his purpose is for the kingdom Anyways, we were on the road by the time we like actually signed something and <laughs> said we were going to move into this apartment. Um, God provided an incredible way for us to be able to hire a moving company to move our stuff out here so that we could actually drive out here together as a family because we were going to have to do it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to be in a U-Haul and Hay was going to be in our Honda Pilot with our two kids. Y'all, I don't know how it would have been it, possible. No, I legitimately was praising Jesus mm-hmm. when we were able to hire movers because like... Even with the two of us, by the last day, especially, oh my. they were losing their minds. Yeah. The trip overall really was amazing. Yeah. Um, and they did great. But the last day was like, holy cow. But even just like how to feed them or grab yeah. their toy, like the number of times Haley would have to turn around from the passenger seat or we'd sit in the back um, in between their car seats or whatever. Like, yeah. It would have been bonkers. I don't know. Yeah. I really don't <laughs> know how it would have happened. Uh, like. It was, this was literally a gift yeah. from God. And, the, yeah. and this one, God was already doing above and beyond, but this felt like above, above and beyond yeah. where I was just like blown away. So we just split our trip up into several days and drove chunks at a time and got mm-hmm. to see a portion of my family for a couple of days and then see things that we've never seen before. Like we took our kids to the Red Rocks in Colorado and we've, mm-hmm. Shay and I have done that, but I feel like it was just like constantly yelling i'm a mountain climber running up and down the stadium yes she (laughs) loves climbing rocks yeah so we then stopped at um the arches national park in moab beautiful if you are able to go go it's unlike anything i've ever seen Haley and i would love to go back just the two of us it was just amazing and then we did the grand canyon for like two hours. Yep. Um, but like, you can't describe these places. And this is our third cross country move. Mm-hmm. And the first time we ever stopped to see anything, cause we didn't have a U-Haul that had to get somewhere at a certain time. Um, and we had kiddos, so we were going to have to stop more anyway. Yeah. And just some crazy things happened on the road trip. Not terrible, but just like that would put us further behind or like we had to change the brakes on the tires in Colorado because they the, fried going down they the fried, mountain. Yeah. <laughs> and our car was shaking and, yeah. But, like, God's provision in that. And Shay was literally changing them out in the rain while I was, like, walking the kids through Target for hours to just, like, <laughs> occupy them. Legitimately. So, uh, real quick, since you brought that up. Yeah, I'm changing the brakes in front of an auto zone, like, in the auto zone parking lot using their tools. They were so helpful and gracious. Um, because, of course, why would I pack my tools for my car on a long road trip? That would have been silly of me. Um, anyway, so I'm out front changing my brakes, and I'm wearing a white T-shirt, and I hear thunder um, in the distance. And I was kind of like, there's no way. Right? Like, there's no way. It starts sprinkling, and I was like, okay, this is this is easily doable. It starts downpouring, and I legitimately remember looking up in the sky and just going, ha, you're funny. And, like, just kept going, and I was like, I need to press through. Like, not mm-hmm. just in, like, a press through in, like, frustration, mm-hmm. grumbling, but, like, I started singing worship songs. And this is, please hear me, this is not me tooting my own horn. Um, this is, like... I've never done that before, but I knew like something had to be different in my heart and my mind this mm-hmm. time. Cause I like my initial reaction was to be really annoyed, um, as I'm literally getting drenched and soaked. Um, and my white shirt is completely ruined cause now I have grease on it. Um, and it's drenched anyways. Um, but that in and of itself was like 
a lesson. And I was truly grateful that like I had learned mm. how to change brakes. Um, I think that was my brother-in-law, if I remember right, who taught me years ago, like that in and of itself. Cause it was a Sunday. We were traveling on a Sunday mm-hmm. that day. Um, so like have to take an extra night in the Hills of Colorado, um, in order to get the brakes changed, hopefully the next day somewhere like, um, but yeah, really cool. Yeah. And then Shane needed a shirt. So he asked me to buy him one in target and the tag said his size and I got out and it was two sizes too small. So I had to go back in and exchange it. I like went to put it on. I was like, this feels snug. <laughs> <laughs> well, and just the, like, I think during that time, cause I could hear it downpouring when I was in target, just like praying for you and your heart. And I did pray that God would like put a bubble over you and he didn't do that. <laughs> but like the God was truly and has been teaching us in this season i said this a few episodes ago like i was in counseling and one of my goals was to persevere with joy Hmm. i have forgotten that until this moment because being here like we landed here in orange county three and a half weeks ago and our moving truck hadn't come and it didn't come until this week um three three weeks almost almost three weeks weeks to the the day. day yeah And I, so I was actually super grateful for that time because we sold most of our furniture with our house. Another miracle. Like the people who bought our house literally wanted to buy everything we needed to leave behind, which was by the grace of God because we didn't have to sell it through a garage sale or just leave it behind. Like it was just. And to go back to say Haley was praying about a specific price with the sale of our house, with the earnest money from the first buyers who walked away late. And then the second buyer is purchasing stuff. He gave us a thousand more than the exact number Haley was praying for, which is where he's just like, just, just watch me and trust me. So first three weeks you're excited and we sold all our furniture. Um, And we, so we had time without having to put all these things away to get, like we had to get beds for the kids anyways. Mm -hmm. So we got them mattresses. We bought a bunk bed and put that together. Every parent should do that. By the way. I really suck at building things. <laughs> I have put so many things together backwards or upside down. Like I walked away. I started building the beds when Shay went to go pick something else up and he came back and he started to help me. And I left to feed Hagen food or something And 20 or 30 min- minutes later. I came back to the room and I was like, Oh, he's upset again. I was like, have you done like nothing? He was like, no, I had to like, redo all of these pieces that you did and i was like no way and then later that night i went to put a plant stand together and i literally did it all backwards and upside down oh that's right i forgot and i was like that's that. it i'm going to bed <laughs> and then last night i was putting a shoe rack together anyways it, i put all of the wrong pieces together and i was like you've got to be kidding me why do i keep doing this anyways i'm terrible at it um but it just gave us space to like get things we actually needed mm-hmm. and yet when and to show me how much we really don't need oh my goodness yeah. it was just like this contentment and having almost nothing and so having nice. yeah having no things to really like put away mm-hmm. um and i was in the middle of writing this blog post about messiness and then i found myself in the midst of a massive mess when the movers drop stuff off and the first day i just felt like stressed like where does all this go i don't want all this stuff i was so content without it i was almost praying i was praying i was like god if you don't want them to come like that's okay like (laughs) we will just start over um and i'm so blessed and i'm so grateful that they did come and the second day of like unpacking stuff i just felt like the blog post that i was writing about came back to mind where i typically avoid messes or i freak out and instead of trying to avoid them or just wanting everything to stay where it's supposed to be. How do you press into a mess with like what joy and excitement can be found here today? Um, and I'm partially saying that because the last couple weeks have been really tough. Like emotionally, I have the most peace I've ever experienced, but I'm still a human who tries to cope with change and transition and feeling like out of control and things being weird and new and different. And by the way, one of the reasons I never wanted to move to Southern California was traffic. I've never liked driving. Um, and God has just given me this ability to like have joy about driving my kids places. And I haven't hit anyone on the freeway and no one has hit me and no one's even honked at me or flipped me off or I haven't heard them or seen them. And that's totally fine. Where like, there's just been this like space about being here that is so full of joy. Like we have neighbors, we live in an apartment complex. And I've thought more than once, like a few years ago, I just would have been so irritated that Mm. like, 
I'm around people all the time or there's noises I don't want or whatever. And I can't wait to meet our neighbors. And we've met more kids at the pool than we had living around us, like within like blocks and blocks, it feels like yeah. because we didn't have any neighbors. Yeah. And that um, was in like literally like two weeks. Yeah. Like the first two weeks. And like the church family we've hopped into, the community that has surrounded us, all that is like stories for another time, but just God's goodness in providing what he knows we need where if I would have said no to this, I would be missing all the things he's doing in me and around me mm-hmm. for his glory. Yeah. Where like he is ripping blinders off my eyes that I didn't even know were there since being here that I don't know that I would have been able to experience if we hadn't said yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, a friend, Zach, was praying over me at a conference in April that my yes would always be on the table, that our yes would always be on the table. And I just loved that phrase. Um, and I just, even people like that who would, who would be praying and didn't even necessarily know everything that we needed yeah. at the time. Um, a friend, Katie, who texted us like right before we started fasting that God would renew our vision. And she didn't even know like what we were praying or talking about necessarily at that point in, in time. And, um, yeah, God's just been blowing my mind. Yeah. Um, he just orchestrates things like. The reason this job got brought up in the first place is from a buddy Shay met before we even went to college. Like, God was already at work for yeah. now, then. I don't know. I just. And it's not that, like, we missed it for the last 10 years. No. Like, we were supposed to be in Michigan. Yeah. Like, we've, yeah, that place was so good and, and fruitful and mm-hmm. taught us so much. Um, but, like, it's just crazy to think that. Not that that's the only reason why I met Matt, um, you know, 13 years ago or whatever it was now, but like that meeting him mm-hmm. was the beginning of the connection point to Orange County Yeah, 13 years later. Like, yeah. it is crazy. Like God is just a part of this. I just, one, first wanted to give him the glory because he's just been blowing our minds. Like yeah. having a place for us to settle when we are already on the road and didn't even know where we were going to live. Like yeah. but he provided it when honestly they shouldn't have accepted our application because of our finances. But like they did because everyone else had said no for these reasons, you know, or like the, the moving company and the gosh, the house selling for what it did. Like he's blowing my mind. Um, that there is so much life and peace in saying yes to God, no matter what it means. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't mean that it will be easy. Like Jesus said, blessed are you who leave mothers and brothers and fathers and sisters and homes for my sake. And your increase of those things will happen along with persecutions. Like you will have more brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers al- along with persecutions and how like, those persecutions, those difficult things come when we say yes to Jesus. They come when we don't say yes to Jesus too. But just saying yes and the amount of peace that that's brought when I almost would have missed this because I said, absolutely not. Am I hmm. ever moving there? Yeah. But I can't imagine being anywhere else because this is 100% where God wants us right now. And yeah, like I just seriously, all glory to God. Like I'm... I'm blown away and I don't even know if like the gravity at which I experience these things inside of me is able to be communicated through words in a podcast, but. Well, and I don't know that we've even fully realized them. No, I don't think so. Cause I'm still like learning things from, you know, like childhood that will be popped up. Like God's like, look what I was doing. Yeah. How I was preparing you, what, how I made you. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, this is just like the beginning of us wanting to share this story with you guys and the transition of where God has us and, and where, where we are right now. Um, I know I did most of the talking through wanting to share like how God just made it so clear. And we felt like when we were released, we weren't supposed to pursue anything, mm-hmm. um, that God was just supposed to lay things in front of us that we would pursue. So we did also apply for another church in particular mm. and Shay yeah. sent his resume to another church, had conversations with a few other like people um, in various formats, but God either didn't allow anything to happen with those things or closed doors to make this happen. Um, but we prayed about each step and with each step Shay was at peace. Yeah. But there was, 
just something different about the way God talked to me. And I think a part of it was him just being faithful to changing my insides Mm. so that I, he made it clear. Like he just did. Um, Anyway, I don't know what else you want to share with all of that because I know that was a lot Yeah. Um, for tonight. Yeah, I guess maybe to wrap up, um, I'll share these like three little things because you just kind of sprung into them a little bit. Um, It was just so cool, and I know Haley said this early on, but we since changed a year before we were released. Um, And it was just... I don't know. I I think I'm blown away by the gentility of God Mm. and that like, had he released us then, I don't know that we were ready to say yes. Mm. I think we still would have like, I do. I want to believe that, but we weren't in a place to, to let go. And the fact that he like did all that he did over the course Mm. of that year to prepare us, um, to at least let go, um, in a way that was freeing and not clinching, or trying to hold tightly to what we thought was ours. Um, but in that process, Haley was just talking about, um, you know, me having peace with each step. I think two key things that really got revealed to me, um, towards the end of the interview process or maybe in the middle. Um, but was that I always get excited about the next thing. Like I have a hard Mm -hmm. time celebrating the past. Um, I want to critique it and make it better. And how can we do it differently next time? Or just jump onto the next thing. Like uh, that thing's really cool for a second. And then I want the next cool thing or whatever. Um, And that wasn't happening with our transition. Um, I didn't want the next thing. I I didn't Mm -hmm. want there to be a a next thing, so to speak. and so for Haley, like God did, God just took us on two very different journeys where for her, she didn't want to move to Orange County. And so he flipped that inside of her. And for me, I didn't want to change, but because of the way I typically operate in my own mind, the way that I'm wired, um, he just taught me a lesson and just peace and walking mm-hmm. in his peace and walking in obedience that with every step of the process, like I would just pray or even a couple of them. I would, I would fast and pray. Um, and just like, okay, God, are you giving me peace to do the next thing? Whether that Mm -hmm. was sending my application or to apply for this job or to apply to have the next interview or whatever. And every time I felt like he was like, yep, here's Mm -hmm. my peace. And he would just like offer me peace just for the next step rather than like, Oh, I'm so excited about this thing. And the second part with that is that I've struggled with pride a lot. And I know I've shared that, but, um, I always wanted to be wanted by a big church. Um, and so the fact that I was had the potential to interview at Saddleback, um, man, four years ago, I don't know that you could have stopped me from interviewing. I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, Saddleback wants me to interview. I'm interviewing. Like, um, so the fact that I said I was truly at peace and I felt like God say no in October. And then during this process, I didn't just like jump on it. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was a process for God to like, root things out and to take me on this journey of peace. Um, I think it's just such a cool testament to his work in my heart and life mm-hmm. in regards to pride or wanting to be known or wanting to be seen. And don't get me wrong. I still battle those things and struggle with insecurity of, am I good enough? Or what do other people think? Do other people think that I'm good enough for what I have or whatever? Um, and so that's still there. But the fact that, um, that part of that was rooted out, um, mm-hmm. was just really, really cool. And truly that's something that I reflect on, um, somewhat regularly. Like, wow. Like the fact that God did that every time mm-hmm. I tell the story, I'm just amazed by what he did yeah. in my, in my heart, my mind to renew my mind, um, in a new way. So, well, and the humanity of it where I really struggle with perfectionism in wanting things to just, be done. So I actually don't like doing hard things because I want everything to be easy and it should just be like, great, it's done. Or God speaks to me. Great. I'll change that. I'm, I'm done. And the transition into transformation and mm. how long of a process <laughs> that is yeah, and how the humanity of the fact we will be human. I, w- I went on a run yesterday and was just like, why have I acted so often in my life? Like I shouldn't be human. Like, it was just a a prayerful run where I was just asking God questions and letting him 
talk with me and how like, why have I struggled with perfectionism? Um, because I've struggled with an eating disorder and some of those coping mechanisms have been popping up and I can talk about that like another time. So this run was a part of just processing, like, why is that an issue right now? Like, why do I feel like I shouldn't be human? And then I've just been, I've been studying the book of Mark and the disciples always irritated me. Cause I'm like, you guys are so duff. Like you don't know anything and you're walking with Jesus. And I realized like, I can look back and read the story of Jesus and experience his spirit in my life in ways that those guys didn't necessarily. At least not at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. At that time. Yeah. When literally Jesus himself, the king of the universe, the savior of the world was walking with them. They were arguing about who was greatest. Like, are you stupid? <laughs> and like, I do it all the time. Yeah. And how God's mercy and grace and granted there are moments Jesus is like, are you guys still so dull? Like mind boggling the humans that I've created in, but in a way of love, like see me right here in front of you. I'm enough. And how they would miss his miracles with like, what was that? Or we only have one fish after he's just fed 5,000 people, by the way, they have like one fish on the boat or whatever. And they're like freaking out about like not having enough food. And the guy who just fed 5,000 people is sitting right there, like with enough. Um, and I'm like, guys, how, how did you miss that? But looking at us, like our lives, where you're like, this might be, like insecurity might be one of the things that reminds you that you're human. But we can look at the guy in the boat next to us and know, like he will multiply things in ways that logic cannot comprehend. Yeah. Or the fact he sits, he's sleeping on a boat in a storm with the disciples. And I read this story like a week ago and saw it differently for the first time where I've usually seen his miraculousness and like quieting the storm and that he can quiet anything with just his voice. Like he can still the storm in my life, but it caught me differently this time when I realized he doesn't always still the storm right away. He's literally sleeping in the middle of the storm Mm -hmm. while the disciples are freaking out thinking they're going to die. Yeah. He eventually quiets it, but he sleeps through it first, almost inviting them into this rest. Like it's okay. I'm right here. He was like with them in the storm at peace. Yeah. And how looking back at these few months for us, like God has been with us in the storm mm-hmm. with peace Yeah. and invited us into rest and at moments quieted things. But please hear us. This has not been like all rainbows and butterflies. Like we have yeah. had, I specifically have like created arguments and naggingness out of like a lack of control and just wanting something to feel like we're in control. I've been super irritable with the kids because they interrupt me when I'm trying to put things away and like, you know how important this is right now, kid. But like the, the grace of God in that and Mm -hmm. the gentility of he knows we're human and he can quiet storms and he can multiply fish and he can raise things from the dead. He can do whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. Anything is possible with God and not just anything I want because I want it, but like anything is possible with God and how like that includes him doing things in us. We feel trapped in that might not ever feel like they're going to happen. Like you praying for humility. Like how do I ever get out of a place where I, I don't want to be wanted by a mega church or where I care about what people think about me, but he can do anything. And it, it's a storm sometimes and a journey for the, I don't know, however long, maybe the rest of our lives, but that he can do that. Yeah. Anyway. Well, y'all, it's 8.50. We've been talking for about an hour now. Wow. Um, we have so much to share. We're going to go make nachos. That's true. So Saturday night nachos. Saturday night nachos. Anyone ever want Saturday night nachos and you're in Orange County, Phil Rosenthal, on, <gasps> Phil Rosenthal lives in LA. Bro, we are so close oh now. Goodness. I know you never made it to Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> like he heard our podcast. <laughs> so we we love this show. Somebody feeds Phil. We're not going to... It's 8.50. We've been talking for an hour. But... Somebody if you feel hilarious, quirky, Phil Rosenthal. Went to meet Phil so bad. We do want to meet Phil Rosenthal. We are big Somebody if you feel fans. So if anyone who knows Phil, I think you just like let him know that we love him and we would love to meet him. And I will will take him. If you want to come over for nachos, Phil Rosenthal, Saturday night nachos, (laughs) bogey your house, you're invited. Uh, we put lights on our patio, so there's ambiance. That was random. 
I was just inviting someone <laughs> to a comfortable place. Nice. <laughs> All right. right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in um, and hope to hear from you soon. Love y'all. Later. <laughs>